37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, episode 240, our super sexy six-year anniversary. Boobs. Right, yeah. As you can see, we're going to get a little naughty on this episode. So, before we get any farther, I think we should drop the obvious disclaimer. This episode is NSFW, not safe for work. Or so don't, NSFL, not safe for life. You've heard of triple X. Could there possibly be a quadruple X? Now, folks, you might not want to listen to this episode at work on the speakers. At least put in your earbuds. Uh, probably don't let your kiddos listen in the back seat because this episode will contain overtly sexual content, frank discussion of the human body, and if I were a betting man, I'd say most likely some respectful yet offensive jokes. So, listener discretion is advised. Now, with me as always is Preston. What's up all you cool ghosts and goblins, you crocodunes or crocodingos? I still think a crocodoon might be a slur of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it think might. it is, but also I think it is. And also, we got Big Steven back in the saddle. Oh, yeah, straight from out of the multiverse, man. What's up? <laughs> of course, referencing the new Doctor Strange movie, which is incredibly fantastic. Uh, I might just go see it a second time. Especially if you're a fan of the director and his style. Oh, yeah, dude. Sam Raimi. It's time we get Edgar Wright Marvel movie. Let's go. Dude, I, uh, I know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear a like a, a spoiler per se. Like I know you haven't watched movie. it yet, or else you would have spoiled it for all of us. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did hear that one of my favorite actors makes a cameo in the movie, and that's all I'm going to say. But I know. Ooh. And now Stephen and I get to sit here and guess which of the people in that movie is your favorite actor. Uh, oh, somebody gosh. shouldn't have spoiled anything for you. Yeah. Was that intentional or was that... Was that self-sabotage? Um, kind of. I just wanted to see... Uh, you went to the if, casting, uh, didn't you? Yeah, I just Ugh. wanted to see if one of the r- rumors were true. And I was like, well, fuck yeah, the rumor wasn't true. Like, this movie's going to rock now. Uh, why would you not want to be surprised? <laughs> why do you want to ruin that? I, I looked down at the bottom like, oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Stanley's resurrected. <laughs> right. They resurrected the corpse. They weekend at Bernie's too. Stanley. Well, on this episode, folks, um, it is our six-year anniversary, and so we thought about what we should talk about, and then I realized I had a true XXL-sized cornucopia of really bizarre and sexy stories that I've been compiling for like the last year or so, and it just seems that right now is the perfect time to share these with you guys. But before we get all hot and gushy, Preston, mm-hmm. you had a little housekeeping? Yeah, so last episode, the wife had tagged me in that uh, news article about the uh, body being found in a barrel in Lake Mead. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Just this evening, she tagged me and my mother-in-law in another post that says, 
More human remains in Lake Mead found amid the water level drop. That's right, folks. A week after a decades-old body was found receding in uh, Lake Mead, authorities in Las Vegas are trying to identify a second set of newly discovered human remains. Two sisters from Las, the Las Vegas suburb of Henderson were paddle, or paddle boarding on the drought-sticking Colorado River Reservoir when they spotted bones Saturday in the Cavill Bay area of the lake. Lindsay Melvin told KLAS-TV that they thought it was a, a bighorn sheep, but then they <laughs> saw what appeared to be a human jaw, and they called the park rangers. The National Park Service confirmed, in fact, that yes, human remains were found. But investigators are not treating this case as a homicide just yet. The remains are currently with the Clark County Coroner's Office. This discovery came one week after the body in the barrel was found May 1st. And uh, police say that that was a man who had been shot probably between the mid-1970s and mid-1980s because of the shoes that he was wearing were manufactured during that time period. The drought has dropped Lake Mead water level so much that Las Vegas' uppermost water intake became visible two weeks ago. Well, holy shit, man. Let, us, let the bodies hit the floor or the water <laughs> floor, you know? Right. Get a mop. Well, speaking of getting a mop, folks, it's going to get a little uh, a little wet on this episode because it's... Nothing but sexy stories. And to kick things off, Stephen, why don't you jump into the driver's seat and get this bad boy started? Hell yeah. So I found this article. Uh, NASA to launch naked pictures of humans to space in hope of attracting aliens. Fucking send nudes, man. Right. Send them nudes. NASA scientists plan to launch pictures of naked humans who into space in the hope of luring aliens to us. The depictions will also include an invitation to respond should an intelligent AG alien race to find the space nudes. Fortunately, the hypothetical... We're, we're soliciting aliens. Yeah, typical. Uh, fortunately, the hypothetical alien shouldn't be too shocked by the unsolicited nudes. The pictures aren't graphic photographs of naked humans, but a drawing of a naked man and a woman next to a depiction of DNA. The man and woman are waving in an attempt to look more inviting. NASA scientists revealed the image in a study that's part of the project called the Beacon of the Galaxy, otherwise known as BitG. The main aim of BitG project is to send a message to any alien civilizations that could be out there. Because when humans see something they don't understand, they usually try to kill it or fuck it. Scientists. Right. <laughs> Thank Yo, <laughs> aliens, come down and get on this bit G. Yeah. Yeah, who wants this dick? Yeah. <laughs> scientists think the pixelated illustration of a naked man and woman waving hello could help us finally make contact with extra, extraterrestrials. Along with the nude figures and a DNA depiction, the, sci the scientists have also tried to depict gravity. This adds up to become an updated binary coded message that can be sent into space. Scientists think a binary coded message is most likely to be understood by aliens. Are you fucking kidding me? Are they really waving hello to make us appear more friendly, or are they making them waving hello to make us look easy? Like, I'm down for this alien <laughs> yeah. dick. Come on. But like, come on hello. in. The water's fine. Like, are you? <laughs> yes means yes, alien buddy. But like, are you? Oh. Like, are you kidding me? Binary code. They think aliens who could potentially travel through space, light years. In fact, yeah. Oh, we're gonna break it break it down to binary. <laughs> 
<laughs> they might be able to travel at the speed of light, but they still speak in zeros and ones. They can't tie That's your fucking the, uh, shoes. Mathematics <laughs> is a universal language, homie, so they got to put it in zeros and ones. Well, it might be, but not with this fucking complex shit they're teaching kids in grade school, but I digress. Yeah. This reminds me of, uh, <clears throat> you know, the uh, Nephilim in the Bible when they talked about this outside force that was watching over the earth, and they're like, dude, look at those fucking humans down there. Like, those women mm-hmm. are hot, uh, so let's go <laughs> down there and fuck them. And they made a pact, and then the aliens slash angels were like, fuck you, and that's how we got giants and the he- 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 yeah. heroes of renown. So, <laughs> But this article really well, isn't that impressive because they've sent this shit into space before. Right. The Pioneer exactly. plaques sent in space on the 1972 Pioneer 10 and 1973 Pioneer 11 missions also feature drones of naked humans. The plaques are attached to the antennas of the crafts. That's hilarious. They're still sailing yeah. away from Earth to this day. But, well, they, they figured probably the aliens wouldn't, like, know how to use a golden record. So they, like, let's redo it with zeros and ones. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I'm glad you brought that up, Steve. The Pioneer Mission 10 and 11 featured this pictorial message that was on gold anodized aluminum plaques. Of course, one of them was a naked man with his arm outstretched in a hello fashion, and then a nude woman with both hands down to her sides. It also included, again, our depiction of how we thought to represent gravity, among several other pictographs. The problem you had, this is what's interesting about the new one they sent up, Previously, they faced a lot of backlash because the depiction of two nude humans, A, wasn't pan-racial, meaning it clearly was just a white dude and a white woman. But the thing that got people's attention and actually pissed a lot of people off is the guy standing there with his dick, you know, between his legs, is like, hey, how are you? Hi. And the woman stands there with, you know, her hands down to her sides, clearly making the man seem to be a little more friendly. Thus, that's why now both figures are waving. Yeah. And, of course, Presto, you were referencing the Voyager Golden Records launched back in 1977. We've talked about those uh, on the episode before, on the show before. Mm-hmm. The thing is, folks... After this episode, seeing how truly just fucking weird and disgusting humans are, at the end of the episode, you might ask yourself, why in the world would aliens possibly respond to these unsolicited dick pics we just sent into space again? Agreed. Well, let's start our descent back down to Earth, folks, and fly the friendly sky. A Southwest Airlines passenger allegedly masturbated in front of a woman on four separate occasions on a flight from Seattle to Phoenix on May 1st. Was it Louis (laughs) C.K.? No, no, that was a hotel. Once he got arrested, he told the police, I thought it was kind of kinky and I don't see what was wrong with it. So spoiler alert, folks, Alan from The Hangover was wrong. Masturbating on an airplane is illegal, but also frowned upon. Antonio Sherald McGarity was sitting next to a horrified woman aboard Flight 3814 when he exposed himself to her shortly after takeoff. The guy exposed his penis by pulling down his pants and shorts and proceeded to masturbate during the first hour of the flight, said the woman. 
She suspected that McGarity ejaculated because he then licked a white substance from his fingers, according to her report. The woman began snapping photos of McGarity, who allegedly used both his left and right hand, he's a switch hitter, to pleasure himself for about an hour before he finally fell asleep, according to the report. This guy took a fucking jacknap. Yeah, oh yeah. 100%. (laughs) The victim reported his brazen, lewd behavior to a flight attendant and was allowed to move to another seat for the remaining two hours. When interviewed by the FBI in Phoenix, McGarity McGarity allegedly admitted to his shocking behavior and was slapped with federal charges. Now, McGarity said that he asked the female witness if she minded if he masturbated, and according to him, she threw her hands up in the air and said, it really doesn't matter. He thought the response was kind of kinky and believed she was comfortable with him masturbating. But guess what, folks? She was not. Damn. On April 2nd, they received reports of inappropriate customer behavior on Flight 3814 from Seattle to Phoenix. We immediately placed the passenger on our no-fly list, resulting in a lifetime ban from Southwest. That's crazy shit. What a creep. I know, dude. And here's the thing. This guy isn't the first and probably the last to do this same oh, exact no. thing. There's no way. And I've yeah. flown Southwest, and those air- those airplanes aren't that big. <laughs> it's a it's a tight <laughs> squeeze in it's a, a tight in squeeze, a can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you really got to do a lot in a small space. Actually, it happens quite often. Um, previously, a 20-year-old Malaysian man stripped completely naked while watching porn on his laptop on a crowded plane. When he was then asked what he was doing and approached by flight attendants, he stood up and tried to rush the cockpit. He was then wrestled back to his seat with a blanket over his crotch until they could land. In another case, passengers caught a man in a business suit going to town on himself under a blanket. Sweet Christmas, I really hope they clean the seats. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. There's no way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but okay, okay. They, let's let's do this. They thing. got bathrooms. See, so well, I mean, yeah. So if someone masturbates in the bathroom, is that fucked up on a plane? I mean, the door's shut. Right. Not saying you know I would, but I don't have to see it and I don't have to hear. It. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, I'm seeing. Oh. I mean, the same thing about people joining that fucking my high club folk shit too. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. You're out of sight. Out of, I mean, out of sight. You know what I'm saying? Not out of mind. Yeah, everybody's I, thinking they're like, "What a creep." I think really what a person does in the privacy of a bathroom that's a, behind a locked door is really their business. And I don't know. That's a good question, folks. Please email us and let us know what you think. Okay, moving on. Doctors at Francis University Hospital of Saint Antienne made an eye-opening discovery when a 53-year-old man showed up at their emergency room complaining that his right eyeball had been itching uncontrollably for hours since he felt something crawl inside while gardening near a horse and sheep farm. Upon evaluating the situation, doctors were shocked to find more than a dozen translucent larvae squirming all over his conjunctiva and cornea. A diagnosis common enough to have an official name, external ophthalmoliasis, most likely mispronounced. The medical team went to work on physically removing the larvae using forceps to grab them 
one by one. And we'll be sure to include these photos on the social media. And it's not the first time these juvenile delinquents have wrecked havoc for innocent bystanders. Back in 2020, a 25-year-old Australian woman finally found relief after seven years of horrible headaches when doctors discovered tapeworm larvae taking up space in her brain. And another sadly more common instance is that of human bot flies, which tend to hitch rides into human skin via blood-sucking mosquitoes. But, like I said, we're not here to talk about eyeballs. We're here to talk about sexy stuff. So moving on to Asia. A woman's tongue was recently impregnated after eating raw squid. Hell no. Yeah, right? The woman from South Korea was left in severe oral pain after a squid injected sperm into the tissues of her mouth, and she was then rushed to a hospital. Oh, my God. Yep. Doctors, on observation, were shocked to find 12 small, white, spindle-shaped, bug-like sperm bags embedded in her tongue and gums. The foreign bodies were identified as squid (laughs) spermatophores, which are sperm-containing capsules, and the bizarre case has been published in a journal on parasitology. They belong to the Japanese flying squid known as the Todorotus pacificus. According to the journal report, she had not removed the internal organs of the squid and then had just paraboiled the squid before consumption. Oh my god. Yeah, the spermatophores were alive and well. Researchers wrote that as soon as she put the piece into her mouth, she felt like many bugs were biting her in her mouth. Having experienced severe pain, she spat out the entire portion without swallowing. Despite that, she could feel many small, squirming, white, bug-like organisms penetrating the tissue in her mouth. Researchers, however, said they're not sure how the spermatophores managed to implant themselves into the woman's mouth. Well, what's interesting here is the spermatophores basically attach themselves to the body of the squid and then burrow inside, thus allowing the female squid to get pregnant. But it's not the first time this incident has happened in Japan. Several people have complained throughout history of oral stings from their food. So, remember, when consuming raw squid, diners should remove the internal organs or at least boil the tasty treat long enough that it kills the actual squid, including the sperm bags. (laughs) Fucking gross, dude. A new word, sperm bags. (laughs) Yeah, sperm bags, you fucking sperm bag. Well, let's keep things in the animal kingdom for one more story, Preston. I'm glad you're reading this and not me. Yep. So, look, you know... How I get my kicks on a weekend, I like to sit out on the you know, front porch and uh, pour myself a whiskey on the rocks and smoke a cigar. But uh, other people, not so much, because uh, four men have been accused of gang raping, killing, and cooking and eating a lizard. That's right. Four men in India have been accused of gang raping and all that stuff that I just said to a poor, poor lizard. The quartet was allegedly captured entering the Shangdare Tiger Reserve in the state of Maharsharta on animal (laughs) camera traps that are designed to discreetly monitor movement in the jungle. 
Authorities arrested the men over the course of five days, and they were initially taken into custody for illegally entering the Shandoi National Park, according to the Hindu. However, detectives were reportedly horrified when they went through their mobile phones. National Park official is quoted in local media saying, During the investigation, the force officials found that the accused had allegedly raped a Bengal monitor lizard. What their the act fuck? Was, yeah, their act was also recorded in a mobile phone of one of the accused persons. We have recovered all related evidence from the accused, and they were granted uh, force department uh, custody initially, but are out on bail now. Official added, the four accused have been booked under various sections of the Wildlife Act of 1972. Monitored lizards are not only endangered in India, but they are also a protected species under federal law. People who interfere with animals can be sent to jail for up to seven years. The alleged crime has shocked officials. The Division Force Officer Vachelle Molly told Vice World News, I've never seen a crime like this before. The men are in their 20s and 30s, and they appear to have done it for fun. There was no religious or black magic agenda. They just wanted to get their freak on. <laughs> the fuck? Molly added, not only is this cruel, but there is a risk of zoonotic disease from this kind of case. There are concerns of men carrying STDs and other infections from their act. Monitor lizard meat is eaten in some parts of the world, and poachers have targeted this reptile for the meat. Two years ago, it was feared monitor lizards would be wiped out in the goy due to the high rates of poaching. Not only is this lizard meat popular, but its blood and oil is highly sought after. According to the Times of India, monitor lizard blood is used as a traditional cure for asthma, while oil is extracted from the lungs, which is used in treating wounds and cuts, as well as a massage oil for strengthening bones or boners. Authorities <laughs> uh, have tried to combat the killing of monitor lizards with public information campaigns that explain the ecological importance of the reptile. That's fucking gross, man. Yeah. yeah. That's why aliens don't want to come here. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I thought it was bad when hillbillies fucking go, but uh, a goddamn lizard? Come on, guys. Yeah, there was gross. a story in El Dorado um, right around middle school, high school time that a guy got caught breaking into somebody's house, and apparently he'd been grooming their Rottweiler that was their watchdog because when the owner came home, they saw forced entry, and they were like, oh, my God, whoever's in here has probably been murdered by this dog. And no, they go in the garage, and the guy was down and basically um, had his dingling inside the dog and was going to pound town. The fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking get it, man. I don't. I don't know. That's, uh, here, I, gotta, I, just, I found a surprise story. Hot <laughs> off the presses. Oh, this is a bit put in a good mood. Check this out. I put it in the link on Discord. Okay. So Are you saying we need a palate cleanser? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> International Bit Business Times reports high resolution picture of UFO flying above Earth released by researchers. Best ever photo. Key points the picture was captured by aerial photographer Sergio Luiza in 1971. Luiza used an automated camera to snap the picture while he flew over Costa Rica islands. Esteban Carranza, a UFO enthusiast who has made the contact copy of the original image released to the public. So basically, there's this photo 
taken 10,000 10, foot above ground, Costa Rica Islands. Uh, it took a series of black and white photos and 20 second intervals using an automated camera. And this picture is awesome. And this uh, other, this UFO guy, he's real big into photos and like restoring photos. And he was, he basically restored it to look what that photo looked like. And I mean, you can clearly see it on there. It's pretty fucking crazy. Uh, it looks like it's <laughs> been really poorly computer uh, photoshopped into that photo, man. You think? I I do as somebody who. Oh has no no that's that's not the pit photo. I I apologize. Oh, okay. Look. Okay. So <laughs> I was click, like, come on, Steve. Yeah, dude. I want to no. believe too, but yeah, no shit. <laughs> okay, go to. Uh, 50 years later, a UFO enthusiast who has made the contact cop the original release released to the public according to UAP Media. Click that link. Oh, okay. That's the one. Because I was like, wait, that's not the photo I seen earlier. Yeah, look at that shit. Oh, interesting. Right, okay. Just go back to Discord because I copied and pasted the actual photo. Of the Discord <laughs> Thanks, chat. Preston. Thanks yeah. for doing the heavy lifting because well, I am incapable. Yeah, and if you go and if you scroll <laughs> down of that webpage, you'll see yeah. a more detailed photo zoomed in of the what the, what appears that's, to be the craft that's pretty cool wow it's cool to take a photo from like 1971 and you know go in there because that's what a lot of people are doing they're taking them old school photos and oh okay yeah, not yeah. recreating them but like just using ai yeah, to, just touching them up a little fix bit yeah. Them, yeah to make them look clear oh wow interesting so cool but anyway well there's a new uh obsession right right well, back to lizard fucking. I've got a question. <laughs> a, were they using protection? And B, the article mentions STDs. Are they insinuating A, the men have possibly given the lizard, the monitor, an STD? No, I think B, it's the other way. I think it's the other way around. B, I think the because um, so like Komodo dragons are a species of monitor lizards. Mm-hmm. And um, they carry so much bacteria in the, inside their mouths that yeah. if you were to get attacked by a Komodo dragon and let's say like it, it just bit your arm, you would get a staph infection so bad that like they'd have to chop your arm off or you would get blood poisoning and die. Mm-hmm. So kind of mm-hmm. like uh, the hippopotamus outbreak in uh, what was it Peru or uh, yeah. yeah Colombia. So the you know the natives had never seen hippos before, and they're just like, it's a big fucking cow. It's like a hairless cow, man. Let's cook it up, Jerry, and make some hamburgers. Well, hippos, um, their meat is just basically full of like meningitis. So as these you, you know Peruvians or whatever like villagers were making hippo burgers, they were also um, contracting meningitis and dying. Uh, oh, so shit, the, man. the government had to be like, hey. Don't eat the fucking hippos. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm assuming that what this article was implying was that uh, while cooking the, the, the monitor lizard meat will purify it of all the diseases that the lizard naturally carries, yeah. fucking it is probably not going to do it. So now, like, these these four Indian dudes have some weird, like, human-lizard hybrid STD. Gonorrhea. Yeah, like, you know, Dick's not thing. <laughs> Dick's not. Uh, Dick's not. I've never heard <laughs> the phrase Dick's not, but I love it. Sperm bag and Dick's not. If there were uh, ever a better title for an episode that we couldn't use. 
Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like some reject villains from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. Dirty. Dirty. Oh, and the thing too, Preston, about your story about the uh, you know the overpopulation of the hippos being an invasive species, I don't think the natives, as you called them, tried to fuck the hippos. No, they didn't. But they did okay. try to eat. They did try to eat them, and mm-hmm. uh, so the hippo hamburgers and hippo steak were basically infesting the region with like meningitis, and people were dying. So, fuck, man, Jesus. Yeah. Well. I guess the segue here is, speaking of STDs, let's move on to our next story. I don't even know how to segue. I'm comp- I've, I've read the article three or four times, but hearing it read out loud, it just still catches me off guard. Four guys fucked a lizard. I can't get it. <laughs> yeah. My God. Pretty fucked well, up. Sounds like uh, a pretty good B-horror movie. I don't think it does, buddy. That's like, uh, it's like Serbian film level. Fuck. Well, maybe one of those four guys is the guy in this next story. A man freaked out after accidentally submitting his STD results instead of his cover letter on an application for his dream job. (laughs) Jacques Paul from Herringy, London, has been job hunting for around 18 months, when at last an exciting opportunity arose in a digital marketing role at a big consulting firm. The 27-year-old duly spent hours of uh, filling out the application and putting his best self forward. But it was only after hitting the submit button he realized the grave mistake he made. He said, What makes you capable of this job? I got dick snot. (laughs) I got dick snot. He said, You get an email confirmation of your application, and it said to log in to see the status, which I did, he recalls. I wanted to make sure everything was okay. Then I saw the PDF of the STD result and freaked out. Jacques had meant to attach a cover letter, but instead shared the results of his sexual health screenings with his potential employer. Damn. On the plus side, his results were negative, so if he'd been applying for a role as a porn star, the attachment could have helped him get the job. But instead, unfortunately, that's not the kind of results you need for a digital marketing job. Jacques fears the employer may not have even known it was a mistake, but instead assumed he thought, here's another good thing about me. I don't have STDs. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, Jacques was rejected as an applicant after three days of applying. He said, I put a lot of thought and time into applying for this. You have to make sure your CV is adjusted. You write the cover letter. I proofread it, everything, and then fucked up at the end by uploading the wrong thing. I couldn't change the application, and the only email that was on the website was IT support, and I wasn't about to make a bigger deal out of this than it was. I freaked out and just waited, hoping there was a very nice, sensible human on the other side seeing it, knowing it was an honest mistake, they'd reach out for the actual cover letter. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Within 72 hours, I got the standard email message back saying they were not proceeding with the application. Oh, bother. That's fucking... Now... so crazy. <laughs> Uh, on a bright side here, the mishap now, though, having since landed a new job, he has decided on sharing his story on TikTok in a bid to destigmatize sexual health and the importance of being tested. 
It was horrible at the time, but it's a funny story now, he said. The reason I decided to share this is it's a funny story, but it's very important to destigmatize sexual health and really get people in to test themselves, take care of themselves, and not have such a taboo. It starts the conversation. A million people have seen me on talking about sexual health on TikTok. Now, in the next story, guys, we have to also drop this disclaimer. Do not, under any circumstances, attempt what is in this next story. For years, there's been a rumor among teens that if you freeze your nipple off with Axe body spray and give it a hard flick, your nipple will come right off. <laughs> who believes this shit? Well, <laughs> you might say who in the right mind would be dumb enough to even confirm this, even through experimentation. Well, one person on Tumblr claims to have seen it happen up close and personal. The tale of a nipple-related woe has gone viral recently, and some are even calling it the worst fucking post on Tumblr ever. Now, this story actually comes from 2017. This all started when Tumblr user Photoshop and Chocolate wrote, Today I learned nipples grow back, and now I have to figure out what to do with this information. Fact check, though, human nipples can recover from surface damage, but they don't actually grow back if completely removed. That's why cancer patients have to have plastic surgery or tattoos of nipples mm. after reconstructive surgery. So another Tumblr poster, Dual Clock, chimed in with a nipple story that's certain to scar you for life. Probably not as badly as it scarred the poor kid who lost his fucking nipple. I know nipples grow back because once when I was in middle school in my art class, a bunch of dudes at my table were always fucking around and instead of doing their work, and they heard a rumor that if you spray Axe body spray directly on your nipple for exactly 60 seconds and flick it, your nipple would come right off. So the moment the teacher left the room to go to the bathroom or something, they whipped out a can and one brave soul among the number begins to spray himself while the others chanted ritualistically. At 60 seconds, they watched giggling as the young man put his hand up to his breast and flicked. And to their horror, the nipple did come off, and at ballistic speeds, soaring across the table and hitting me right in the cheek. Ugh. And it stuck to his face. <laughs> so molly, 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 molly. <laughs> yeah. So everyone who was aware of the spectacle is sitting there stunned in silence, all while blood was gushing from the nipple hole of the young man. I'm so stunned that I'm literally incapable of moving. And all of a sudden, the Having... Southwest Airline guy shows up jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit, no shit. Uh, I astral projected so far away from the disembodied nipple that I may have been a dead man. The teacher returns and his shirt comes down in an attempt to hide the tomfoolery. But y'all know Axe Body Spray knows nothing of mercy. And almost immediately the teacher was alerted of the scent of defeat and the sight of blood seeping through the young man's shirt. Oh my God. She did not ask for explanation and simply advised him to take a pass and go to the nurse. He stands up to go. His fellow comrade, remembering me, suddenly reaches over and plucks the bodiless nipple from my cheek like a grape from a vine and <laughs> runs up to his friends with the words, Don't forget your nipple. What the fuck? It was a moving experience that honestly changed my life forever, and I'm a brand new man after that day. 
Oh, sweet fucking Christmas. That's crazy. So I don't fucking know. Again, don't try this shit at home. Uh, please do not try this at home. I'd like to say that story, we're going to give credit here to thedailydot.com. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think, do you think it's true? I don't think it's true. So for Men's Health Magazine, they go on to say about this story, We know what you're thinking. This is total BS. But people on the internet have been earnestly asking the question since at least 2014 when teens were warned against aerosol challenges, which involved them emptying the contents of a spray can deodorant against their skin until they could no longer stand it. Even last year, there were poor souls wandering through hollowed halls of Reddit to ask whether they could freeze their nips off with just a spray can and a prayer. Uh, Let's see here. While the idea of trying this on ourselves was tempting, we decided to forego the possible chemical burns and nausea from the fumes and requisite embarrassment that comes from having to explain why you smell like an entire block of frat house boys and family. So after looking through YouTube to see if someone's nipple had actually achieved a solid state and been successfully flicked off, spoiler alert, no. Although many have tried, we decided to do what people who love urban legends to do, and we asked an expert. And now, supposedly, Dr. Joshua Zeichner, the Director of Cosmetic and Clinical Research and Dermatology at Mount Sangai Hospital, he goes on to say, in order for a nipple to actually fall off, it would have to undergo tissue necrosis or death. And according to Zeichner, you're just not going to be able to achieve that by a sprayer of a deodorant in your chest. Actual tissue death could happen to the tips of the finger or toes from severe frostbite, but not from the aerosol can of Axe onto a nipple. Huh. Well, damn. I guess we just um, snoped our own story there. (laughs) There we go, folks. Bringing you the truth. Well, this story made me cringe a little bit just because recently I bought a mountain bike Mm. to uh, help get me through my online races quicker because you can walk them, you can jog them, you can bike them. And, you know, I uh, haven't uh, ridden a bike in quite a while. So the other day I was, you know, flying down the dirt road and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm biking and I went to go turn my head to see if there was a car behind me so I could make my turn, and I crashed, and I fell off, and fucking scraped the shit out of my knee. My knee bled for days on end, and I'm like, I'm his nipple fu-. fell off too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm you can too. remove a nipple by gravel. <laughs> yeah, I'm just too fucking old for this. And then I came across this story. A uh, new medical case reports tells the story of how a teenager degloved his penis and ripped open his scrotum after suffering a freak accident on his bicycle. That's right. The 14 year old boy was cycling with no handlebars and at a walking pace along the road. No, hold on. Read read that again. (laughs) That was wrong. He has handlebars. Well, yeah, but the, you know the song "I Can Ride My Bike with No Handlebars." Oh, was, sorry, my bad, baby, my I was bad. Tr- trying to make a joke. It was uh, a bad joke. It's fine. I, I would like to go on the record and say this: I love the Flowbots. <laughs> Anyways, so Mr. Yeah. No Handlebars was, uh, you know, riding at a walking pace along the pavement while holding a drink when he collided with a parked car. Somehow, the handlebars ended up impaling his groin. 
He was rushed oh. to A&E at John Radcliffe Hospital in the British city of Oxford, where doctors found a large gas a gash extending across his groin, the pubic bone, and down to the perineum, a part of the body between the anus and the genitals. A.K.A. the gooch. Yep. The gooch. Inter- the entry also <laughs> ripped and inverted his scrotum and partially... <laughs> degloving the penis for those blissfully unaware of what degloving means it's described as an injury where the skin is completely torn off the underlying tissue and its blood supply is severed the teenager's injuries were so severe doctors were able to see his corpus carbonosa a part of the penis's sponge uh, erectile tissue and his tunica vaginellus the membranes that covers the testicles this fucking uh, poor guy unsheathed his sword filleted yeah. his dick oh. yeah he oh. fucking ripped open that sausage casing oh boy fucking filleted that shit man oh boy like a piece of catfish well you know pediatric surgeons were able to uh, close the wound successfully no significant uh, nerviovascular damage was found. Remarkably, the teenager was discharged from the hospital the following day with a course of antibiotics. During a four-week follow-up appointment, he reported having normal sensation in the area and experienced no problems peeing. But it is unclear whether the injury will affect his sexual function. Mm-hmm. I actually have a uh, follow-up story about a buddy that had a similar injury that uh, um, I'll... Uh, tell you anyways the moral of the story is according to the teenager's doctor to is to put a plastic covering on the end of your bike's handlebars the they cite a previous study that looked over 800 bicycle injuries in children uh 21 of which were caused by handlebars out of the 10 cases that resulted in life-threatening trauma to the lower abdomen 10 of them were caused by handlebars that had no plastic coverings on the end as far as they can tell, the doctors believe this is the first known case of such an injury where the penis was degloved. Uh, although the case reports does note an incident with a 49-year-old man who suffered a similar penis injury after crashing a snowmobile. I also have a follow-up story about a sander. You have a lot of weird penis stories, Preston. Yeah, they also write that the majority of the uh, penile degloving injuries are the result of dog attacks. Uh, Dear Lord. Industrial uh, machine accidents and sexual misadventures. Handlebar injuries causing blunt abdominal trauma are well described in literature. However, reports of impalement and degloving injuries are sparse. It is relatively unique in the series of handlebar-related injuries in existing literature and serves to broaden our experience of impalement injuries caused by bicycle handlebars. Fuck. So I was guilty at sometimes. I was guilty sometimes growing up of not having handlebar grips on some of my bicycle handlebars. So let that be a lesson, folks. Put yeah. the grips on your handlebars, and in fact, maybe even get the little tassels that hang down. Get the grips or your dick's going to get ripped. Oh, fuck, dude. I just... <laughs> so I uh, I had a, a buddy that I uh, that I worked with years ago, um, right when I got out of high school um, at Walmart. He was a uh, lawn and garden associate, and uh, he was in a uh, go-kart accident where he uh, was on a dirt road, and he took a corner Mario Kart-style 
maybe a little bit too fast, and it spun out of control, rolled a couple times, and uh, it bent the roll cage so bad that when it uh, came undone, um, it went through his crotch and uh, basically impaled his balls. And uh, at that point, uh, he was uh, no longer uh, fertile. He was uh, shooting blanks. Mm. So, uh, let that be a lesson of, uh, take the corner softly. <laughs> and then, uh, I, I, Sean remembers this story. I don't know if Steve, if you, you ever listened to the, uh, Phil and Hank show, uh, on T95 when you were younger. Uh-huh. I still listen to Phil on 104.5 in the morning. Oh yeah. Phil and Hank had this segment one morning, um, that, uh, they had people call in about like stupid coworkers and like accidents and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, so this construction worker guy had called in and said, yeah, they, they had this uh, kid that they just hired and uh, for their uh, their construction site. And uh, he got a little too frisky with the belt sander. He realized that when he was sanding a board um, and the vibrations, he could basically, you know, get his kicks off. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he was dry humping and uh, sanding the belt sander grabbed a hold of his scrot and just ripped it right off his nuts off and mm-hmm. uh so then uh he decided to get the air powered stapler out and staple himself back together yeah and then proceeded to drive to the hospital staples nut back his nuts back to his set like his back to himself yeah, yeah. the that story guy's. i heard goes a little farther and again it could just be urban legend but um it, when it, the belt sander got a hold of his scrotum and ripped it open, it actually disconnected one of his testicles from the vas deferens, and it went flying across the room. He grabbed the ball, tossed it back in his ball bag, then stapled himself oh. back together. And, uh, yeah, I had to go have emergency surgery shortly after that because you basically put an, a dirty ball back into your scrotum, and, mm. uh, yeah, you're bleeding out into your pouch, so to speak. So, mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, let's shift gears here, Presto. Okay, I see your male genitalia stories, and I'm going to raise you a lady genitalia story. In fact, everybody right now with me, raise your glass to this next story. From the New York Post. A 45-year-old woman complaining of urinary tract pain went to a hospital complaining of typical lower UTI, urinary tract infection syndromes, such as urinary leaking. Doctors, however, were left stunned when the scans revealed there was actually a glass tumbler inside her bladder. It was encased by an 8-centimeter-wide, approximately 3-inch-wide bladder stone, which are normally so small they're hard to see with the naked eye. The woman from Tunisia revealed she'd been using a 3-inch in diameter drinking glass as a sex toy a number of years before. Evidently, somehow, she inserted it into her urethra, the hole from which females urinate, rather than her vagina. Her case was published in a medical journal, including the astonishing scan and image of the glass bladder stone. And if you're following along in the article, you can go down there and see. They have cut the uh, stone in half like a geode, and you can see there a green-colored glass drinking tumbler. While the medical report does not mention it, the woman may have been practicing what is known as urethral sounding. 
The risky activity involves inserting a glass or object into the urethra to heighten sexual pleasure and arousal. Doctors have had reports of people deliberately placing things there before, either due to mental health problems or for pleasure, but it is not recommended. Yes, folks, that's right. Doctors and Pixelated Paranormal agree. Do not put things in your pee hole. The report noted, The motivations most frequently associated with the presence of foreign bodies within the bladder are normally of sexual or erotic nature. Various objects have been inserted into the bladder, and many patients fail to remove them themselves and then are very embarrassed to seek medical advice, which is the origin of a clinical picture, which is most often atypical, which occurs in patients. Now, there's also a x-ray here we'll include on the social media. The patient arrived at the hospital department at the academic hospital Habib Borguiba, complaining of UTI symptoms. She reported that she had suffered cystesis, inflammation of the bladder several times, but it never actually had been investigated. The woman didn't have any blood in the urine, nor was she suffering with urinary incontinence. She did have a higher-than-normal red blood cell range, indicating the body was fighting off infection. Bladder stones usually are very small and developed from mass, um, hardened masses of minerals that grow when the urine is not properly emptied from the bladder. However, they can grow around foreign objects as well that become lodged in the bladder. For example, a glass tumbler. In this case, doctors perform surgery to remove the bladder stone, when they cracked it open to expose the still intact glass, which had been inserted into her body for several years prior. That's insane. Two yeah, dude. Two days later, the woman had recovered and was well enough to go home. The report concluded that complicated forms are those diagnosed late and often associated with recurrent urine tract infections, liliasis, and fistulas. The best treatment remains preventative by balancing the underlying idiopathonic, uh, idiopathogenic disorder and by good sex education. It's fucking bizarre. I'm not a smart man, but I didn't think a person could stretch a pee hole, lady, female, or otherwise, wide enough to insert a three-inch object. That's what I was thinking. That's crazy. Yeah. There, uh, yeah. there's this uh, you know a book that uh, goes about uh, you know really freakish medical stories throughout history. And, yeah. Uh, there was a guy in the late 1800s in France that um, basically he was like a farmhand. He just kind of worked out in the, in the field, like milking the cows. Yeah. And um, his pastime was basically jerking the gherkin, and mm -hmm. he got addicted to jerking the gherkin. <laughs> addicted? And, yeah. And uh, he just kept jerking and jerking and jerking. And he, he basically milked his snake so much that he developed thick calluses around the head of the of his penis. Ewey. And uh, it got to the point to where he couldn't feel any... He's got coal fire on his dick. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Ew. It's like uh, having a, what do, they, what do you call it? Like a boxer ear, you know, like the yeah. big old lumps and everything. And mm -hmm. so call he couldn't feel any, sen it couldn't, uh, couldn't feel uh, any sensation. So his next logical step in thinking was I'll just, you know, split the, split the head of the sausage open 
And so he basically split the tip of his dick apart so he could insert a wooden stick, which he could then move up and down to catch the nerve endings and uh, manually jack himself off so he could, you know, and uh, it got uh, so bad to the point to where it it, like got infected and uh, he ended up at, you know, like one of the universities in France where they could medically study what was going on. And then he ended up getting like a staph infection and dying. But the doctors are like, dude, you cut, you split the tip of your dick open to insert a wooden stick. And he's like, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So that's how daddy gets them jollies. Huh. This episode is going to require me to go back and edit in a much more severe (laughs) warning at the very beginning. Holy fuck. Yeah. Because things aren't going to get much better for the penultimate story here. An unfortunate case published in Urology Case Reports has detailed how a man and his partner accidentally squirted insulation foam up the man's urethra in an attempt to mitigate his erectile dysfunction. Now, before we go any farther, ED is not something to joke about. Uh, It is a very serious ailment in a lot of men, so uh, we will do our best to... Uh, curve the jokes we make on this or maybe withstand, uh, maybe abstain completely. The 45-year-old man showed up to the emergency department with trouble urinating and blood in his urine when he was able to relieve himself. He and his partner reportedly uh, told the doctors that they had oftentimes inserted various objects into his urethra as an aid for erectile dysfunction. During one attempt three weeks prior to his admission to the hospital, his partner had inserted a straw attached to a can of weatherproofing expanding spray foam before inadvertently pressing the button deploying the foam. Following the incident, he had problems urinating, which had progressively gotten worse. A CT scan revealed the foam had made its way up the urethra into his bladder. The man was taken for a cystonomy where the team was able to remove the spray foam from his bladder. However, his urethra had been narrowed by scarring, likely from other objects that had been inserted into it, which meant that they were unable to remove the foam from it in this way. In a separate operation known as a perineal urethrostomy, They went into the urethra through a hole they created in his perineum, a.k.a. the taint, also known as the gooch. The team were able to retrieve the remaining foam from the urethra through his urethra, though his urethra will require further operations to repair damage in the future. They highlighted that in cases like this, mental illness and borderline personality disorder, sexual gratification, and occasionally attempting to gain temporary release from imprisonment often play role. Unfortunately, many patients are repeat offenders and thus psychiatric evaluations to prevent recurrent injury should be considered. Our patient achieved a stable relationship partner, but has been homeless and thus sporadically followed up with suprapubic tube changes. He has not been referred to a psychiatry as though he has not had any repeat episodes since the operation, but would be referred prior to consideration of reconstruction when he achieves a stable living environment. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, like they said, a lot of times this kind of stuff happens from, you know, mental illness and... Oh, boy. Fuck, that's terrible. It is fucking terrible. 
Well, folks, the time has come for our final story. We're going to shift gears, bring things back to a positive note, something a little more sunny, a little more bright. And on our super sexy six-year anniversary episode, we're going to perhaps solve one of the oldest cryptid mysteries of all time, folks. A personal favorite of the show. And we might even give a whole new meaning to the term Messy Nessie. An ecology professor has just come up with a theory about the Loch Ness Monster that is sure to stimulate controversy. Michael Sweet, who is a professor in molecular ecology at the University of Derby, recently suggested on Twitter that Nessie isn't a monster at all. Sweet said that many sea stories reported by explorers were inspired by what he calls tentacled and alien-esque appendages, appendages that emerge from water. But while many observers may have believed that the appendages breaking the ocean surface might be a part of something more sinister lurking beneath, Sweet said in many cases it is now believed these monsters are nothing more than whale penises. In a tweet, he says, Back in the day, travelers and explorers would draw what they saw. This is where many sea monster stories come from, i.e., tentacled and alien-esque appendages emerging from the water, giving belief to something more sinister below. Whales oftentimes mate in groups, so while one male's busy with a female, another male may just pop his dick out of the water while swimming around, waiting for his turn. <laughs> Everyone's got to have a bit of fun, right? So yeah, literally, whales swimming around with their dicks out of the water. One female whale is typically paired up with a primary escort, male, and a group of males will try to fight for their right to overthrow the escort and earn mating rights. A competition pod can have just a handful of whales or groups as large as 12 to 15. Back in 2019, researchers suspected the creature was really a giant eel, while one local man said he believes it was just a giant catfish. But you heard it here, folks. Old Messy Nessie might not be anything more than a giant whale dick flopping around. Is that what turned up to the shore, too? <laughs> Maybe. I feel like the joke has to be made. It is the Cock Ness Monster. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us on this six-year anniversary episode. Um Lots gone on in six years. A lot has gone on over the last couple years alone. And I would just like to say from the bottom of my cold, morbid heart, I greatly, greatly appreciate everybody who listens, who writes in, who comments, who shares, and just, you know, reaches out. And uh, it means a lot to us. Um, my personal belief has always been this has just been a fun hobby. And the fact that one single person, let alone, you know, hundreds, thousands, listen, um, it's just that much cooler to me. So I just want to say thanks. And also to you guys, uh, both of you, you know, I appreciate the camaraderie and uh, doing this with me, you know, weekly and uh, getting into these weird rabbit holes and stories of um, tumblers inserted in urethras and degloving penises and, you know, aliens and ghosts and that kind of stuff. And Bigfoot smut. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think everyone's kind of surprised that we didn't have any Bigfoot smut or lawn gnome porn, but... Those stories will make a return, but um, Preston, you said your uh, your well has ran dry for the time being. 
Yes, the well has runneth dry. <laughs> I used all the best stories out of that book, so Daddy's going to have to buy another smut book. And, oh, man. Hey, yeah. you know what? That's better on your Amazon order history than mine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and besides, those stories are oftentimes reserved for our late-night episodes. All right. Well, folks, until next time, please catch us on the social medias on Instagram, PXL Paranormal, on Facebook, The Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Preston, what do you got, buddy? Well, we gained a few more followers on uh, YouTube. So we're like at 183, which is like one more than last time, which was we we're like 182. So, so how many how many um, quantifies a few in your book? Um, yeah. more than one, right? Yeah, more than one. Ding dong. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we were at like 180 for like so long, and like every time I'd get on, and be like, guys, go over to the YouTube channel, like, subscribe, share, and it's like, sign on next week, 181, 181, and then I'm like, I'm not gonna say shit till we get to 200, mm-hmm. and I was like 182, and then I just got on a second ago, and I was like 183, as I'm like. Hell yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, slowly but surely we're getting there, and <laughs> you know, all seriousness uh, uh, or all joking set aside. Look, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best beard that you can grow, if you need to reglove your face um, and hide whatever mess you got going on, then do yourself a favor and use the best product you can use, and go over to BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA. For 20% off your order and pick yourself up some scents like Bay Rum, Dundee Cedar, Fresh, Citrus, Sweet, Tobacco, Mint, Classic. Get it all. Get it at Dobbs. Fuck yeah. And I want to say to piggyback on your uh, YouTube subscribership, on the old Instagram, we have just barely broken the 600 follower mark. So huzzah. Onward to 1,000. All right, if you're in the Wichita area, please stop by and see our dear friend Leslie and the rest of the gang at CD Trade Post, Pawnee, and Seneca. All right, well, until next time, guys, I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal. Your guide to the unusual and the strange.